Welcome to Questions from the Closet. I'm Ben Shalati. And I'm Charlie Bird. Each episode, we discuss a question that we commonly get asked as LGBTQ Latter-day Saints. We're not trying to answer this question or come to a consensus, but simply sharing our perspectives. Today's question is, what should my pronouns be? Charlie and I are not terribly diverse, and we share many opinions and life experiences. For example, we both like to dance. However, there are some pretty big differences. For example, I prefer a more raunchy hip-hop style, and Ben is currently taking a tap class. Yeah, it's actually really fun. So one of my good friends just moved back here from New York with her husband, and he's in business school, and so he's very busy, and she works from home, and she's like, Ben, we have to take a class. I'm going to be so bored. And she said, how about a tap class? I said, yes, let's take a tap class. So we're taking a six-week tap class through UVU Continuing Education, and it has been incredibly fun. I can't wait to not go to your performances. <laughs> we, we have zero performances, so your wish is granted. I went to a dirty dancing class once at the Vasa gym, and I was really good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually went to that same class like two years ago with some of my colleagues from uh, the social work program. And afterwards, they're like, how do you like it? I was like, that's a thing that happened. And I felt very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, we would like to provide a variety of voices and perspectives. So today we're joined by Marina. Hello. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Marina. I'm a BYU student, film major. Um, I play guitar. I'm a creative person. All right. <laughs> I'm also trans. <laughs> we should have had you make a film of yourself playing the guitar about what it's like to be trans. Yes. We can put it as like a promo on the Instagram that would have been feed. Amazing. I should have done that. We could have included all your creative sides. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Marina, one thing that Charlie and I have been talking about for a while is we have not had a lot of trans voices on on the podcast, and that's something that we want to do more of, and we're very grateful that you were willing to be on just talk about your experiences and perspectives with us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. So today we're talking about pronouns. So could you just help us understand what led you to choose what your pronoun should be or how you came to that decision? Yeah. So... It's really complicated (laughs) and weird for me because I identify as um, a non-binary trans woman. So the way I like to explain it is that I identify more with the one pull of this sort of idea of womanhood, femininity, but I'm also slightly more androgynous leaning masculine sometimes Mm -hmm. i wanted to use currently she her hers pronouns because i think that's helpful to me I, i don't think i necessarily have to communicate all of the nuances of my identity all the time Mm -hmm. you know and i think that's easier perhaps easier to um, for other people to understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so you would say like saying man or woman, you find yourself in a space that's much more complex than just those two binaries. Yes, I, I d- identify more as a woman than as a man, but it's more, there's more wiggle room and space. Um, I'm definitely not day-to-day life saying oh i'm a man feel like a man today you know i i definitely identify solidly in one side of if you were looking at it as a spectrum um but the it's that pull plus some more it moves within that side of the spectrum yes. okay absolutely all right 
And, and what led you to, to start using female pronouns? Like, when did that happen? Just walk us through that, that, yeah, that so story. Yeah, so for the longest time, you know, I've been, I was in denial about my, my identity. And so I thought from an early age, as soon when I discovered that trans people were a thing, I said, oh, you know, that's so cool. That couldn't be me, right? Mm. You know, that wasn't a thing, an option for me. But then over time, I sort of started to realize, okay, well, maybe this is true about me. But I didn't have a, a grasp on it or what it meant. And I felt early on more non-binary, not identifying as a woman. So I initially thought, well, maybe I should use they, them pronouns. But then later, there was sort of, I guess, some gender euphoria, I suppose, thinking of myself as a woman and having this sort of a wiggle room. So then I decided for both because... Uh, you know, I just like how it felt when people uh, used uh, she, her, hers pronouns for me and that I thought it was kind of easier to describe my situation mm. that way. That's how I decided. So, Marina, you use an interesting term, gender euphoria. Yes. I, and I've heard of gender dysphoria, which is the discomfort someone feels. And so you're saying that the, this was like the opposite of discomfort. This was a, a good, pleasant feeling. Yes, it was a good, it was a good vibe. You know, I, I felt like things made sense in that way. I'm interested that you said that you're using female pronouns for now. And it sounds like in the process of deciding which pronouns to use and what you're more, most comfortable with, as you've explored and thought about yourself and opened your mind to different options, you kind of like settle on different things and different words or labels have felt better at different times in your life. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I feel that way about names too, where I I picked a name when I was 19, going to college. I wanted to reinvent myself. I was going to be JoJo, right? Over time, you know, now I'm I'm much I'm older, I have different life experiences, and I'm saying to myself, well, you know, I really shouldn't be beholden to my eighteen year old, you know, eighteen, nineteen year old self and what she thought about the world, right, and herself. So I decided recently that I would go by Marina and that's a lot more fulfilling euphoric to me and i feel this it's the same thing with labels too like i don't i don't think it has to be something you necessarily pick once and stick with it Mm -hmm. you know if you ever feel the need to change yeah and I, i think that's a that's a really gracious way to look at yourself and everyone else, like we're all trying to figure out who we are and, and, and learning things about ourselves and, and what, what feels right and what fits best. As we've been asking these questions, I've, I've been thinking about if someone said, Ben, when did you choose to be gay? Or like, when did you decide you were gay? And those questions feel a little abrasive to me. Yeah. Um, so when we're talking about pronouns, is it appropriate to say like, when did you, like, how did you choose or how did you decide? Is that the right question? Is that rude? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think it's a rude question. When you're talking about these sorts of things, it depends on the time and the place and the person. For instance, it's, it's weird. It might be weird in a, 
you know, the context of a big group gathering or something where there's a lot of people or something that might be a kind of a on-the-spot, uncomfortable sort of thing where there might be this kind of social pressure. Um, I think if it's just one-on-one or, you know, in a smaller group, more intimate setting, I don't think that it's uh, a rude question. I think a lot of the times uh, trans people are thinking about this often and interested in it. So I think in the, you know, in this case, they might, you know, we might think, oh, it's cool. You know, they want to know about me, right? Mm Mm-hmm. What does it feel like when someone talks about you using the wrong pronoun? Shocking. Um, it's kind of a, a jolt. I can tell when people are making an honest mistake and when they are trying to be malicious about it. When people mess up, it's jarring and jolting and f- can be frustrating because it feels like they're not taking me seriously or my identity or my feelings about myself, my reality. I can usually point out, hey, you know, you misgendered me or they will catch themselves and we can just move on, you know, quickly. We correct, correct it and move on. What's hard for me is when we kind of stay in that moment for too long where they feel the need to like really apologize like it's this giant thing like it is this shocking thing that bothers me but what bothers me more is the whole moment Mm. you know it's not necessarily that it happened or it's it's staying in that awkward space so then they if people kind of feel the need to really apologize and make it this giant thing it feels to me like somehow i have done something wrong you know when i haven't you know because it's like ah now i have to (laughs) you know i i have to forgive this person right of this thing that i don't think should be that big of a deal Mm mm-hmm yeah. I remember, uh, Marina, one time I was having dinner at your parents' house and I remember your, your mom misgendered you. And I just remember seeing your incredible graciousness with that. I think I even did that same night and you were just always really gracious. And, and I, and thank you for, for sharing that, that we don't need to make these big apologies or it's just don't live in that moment. It's, it's a mistake. Yeah, for sure. let's, let's move on. For sure. Kind of on the flip side of that, what does it feel like when someone talks about you using the correct pronouns? Um, most of the time I don't notice. Um, (laughs) that's kind of what I was getting at. Does it feel like good or does it just feel normal? It feels normal. Um, I think sometimes when, especially if that person is prone to making the mistake of, you know, misgendering me, right. Uh, it can be this sort of quiet, peaceful moment where I'm like oh this person is really you know trying really cares and it's just nice and normal and warm and I like the sort of feeling of normality (laughs) like Mm -hmm. I just a lot of the trans experience is about trying to achieve normality in our lives you know where it feels like everything is kind of 
upended and weird and there's so many things in our way and things that are are hard and difficult and so when something is just normal and it feels like I can have a normal day you know it's wonderful yeah you know I I don't know what it's like to be misgendered um I think the closest parallel I can find is when I was on my mission I was Elder Shalati and every once in a while someone would you know, want to know what my first name was. And I would sometimes tell them and they would like insist on calling me by my first name. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like call me elder Shalati. And then when I got home and people that I like know and love called me Ben, I hadn't been called Ben for two years. It just like felt like home. Yeah. 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 No, I, I completely understand that too. Yeah. I'm kind of trying to think back on my first exposure to the trans community. And it was around the same time I started getting involved in like LGBTQ things so kind of like as i was coming out i was meeting more people and gaining more education and exposure to different walks of life and different people and i remember going to this conference once and we had to write our names on like a a name tag and then put our pronouns on it and initially i was like why i was like what that's that's weird i've never had to do this before i was like okay whatever like he him his it's kind of obvious you know that's kind of the mindset i was in I was thinking about that experience, and then at the same time, as we were preparing for this episode, I thought about once when I was at BYU, and it was before I'd come out, and I was scared, I felt unsure of myself, and I was walking by just down the hallway, and I saw outside of one of the professor's offices, she'd put like a little rainbow sticker that said safe space, and I just really needed to talk to someone, so I knocked on her door, and she opened it up and was like, hi, come in, strange student. <laughs> and I sat down with her and I was like, I saw your sticker. I'm gay. And I just kind of like unloaded on her. And I really needed that experience. And we talked and her doing that one, like seemingly not a big deal thing really had an influence on the way I felt accepted and the way that I felt like I really did have a safe space. And I kind of was drawing a parallel between those two things of just me perhaps at this conference, having my pronouns written underneath my name, gave someone else a safe space and made them feel like, you're welcome here. We want to know more about you. You're not in any danger and we're glad you're here. As I thought about it that way, I was like really grateful that like a couple years ago, me was like, you know what, even though I think this is weird, I will put these pronouns on. And I think if we can all have that mindset going forward, like even if something's you know, foreign or feels weird or you don't really know why it's important, as we realize that it is important to somebody else, to somebody else, then we can just build a better community. So Marina, when people introduce themselves, would you prefer that we would introduce ourselves with our pronouns? First, uh, first off, I think, yes, it would be so cool if just everyone would just introduce themselves, names and pronouns. That way we all know you know, what ground we're on, you know, who's who, what's up. I think if we can move towards that, um, communities and just the world will be better, right? At certain times, though, there's this way in which people don't feel safe in a space, even if we are sharing our pronouns, right? Mm -hmm. So I think... What the expectation should be is that when we introduce ourselves, you know, allies should totally 
pronoun you know like like we should just normalize the practice of giving pronouns out right but sometimes you know i've been in situations where it's like weird and i don't necessarily feel safe or and it would feel weird in that situation to kind of to out myself right so yeah i don't know i'm of two minds about it you know yeah, that, that's tricky. Like, like let's normalize this experience of introducing ourselves with our pronouns. But then, if we're requiring that of people, then you're putting them in a position where they have to decide if they're going to be out in that moment. For sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's interesting because Charlie said, you know, I don't think about introducing myself with my pronouns because I feel like, obviously, I'm male, and and I think that just comes from my my cisgender privilege. And I'm th- as we're talking, I'm thinking maybe I should put that in my email signature. Oh, yeah. Um, one thing that I was thinking um, as, as I thought about this is when I'm using someone's pronouns, you know, when I'm speaking directly to you, I'm using, you know, second person pronouns. And so when I'm using third person pronouns, it's usually when I'm talking about the person and not to the person. So they often have no idea that I'm using mm-hmm. the correct pronouns or not. As, I, as I've gotten to know the trans community more, I've, I've become more aware of the respect that it shows to use someone's preferred pronouns, even when they're not in the room. Yes sometimes you know in my situation until very recently i was not out but i was out with particular people Mm -hmm. so in those situations i would have conversations one-on-one with people and they would come to me and ask me you know what pronouns should i use what should i you know should i talk should i tell people you know should i use these pronouns when i'm talking about you in certain situations i would say no like i think it's just good for you to know who i am so we can talk so we can have this space this friendship this connection right but i don't think that's necessarily something that we need to share with the world right but now Um, I'm more out, so it's less of, in my case now, it's less of a big deal. I would just, rather than having to have the conversation with every single person coming out constantly, you know, if people can just say, oh yeah, you know, Marina, she's doing great, right? Mm -hmm. That is this very nice thing for me. Yeah. What would you say to someone who... who because their belief system, they believe that there are two genders. There's male and female, and your gender is is congruent with your sex assigned at birth. You know, what would you say to someone who 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 believes that way, um, who is wondering, well, would it be against my beliefs if I if I use a trans person's preferred pronouns? When I think about Jesus Christ, I think about a man a person uh, the son of god right who was just kind and loving and understanding of all people right no matter who they were what they what they did you know he was not spending his time with the most educated the most wealthy you know the people the kind of er things we prioritize here on earth right i think that jesus would use the right pronouns 
Like, that's just honestly, that is, I mean, that's my own sort of warm, fuzzy feeling about it. And this, the way I have felt um, God affirming my gender. So I don't feel like it's incongruous. What we should prioritize is being kind and loving to all people, right? You know, and I, once again, this isn't, these aren't parallels, but but I remember when President Nelson asked us to stop using the term Mormon and Mormon Church and say members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and Latter-day Saints. And there are a lot of people who don't think we're Christians. And here we're saying, call us members of the Church of Jesus Christ. And that might be, um, that might not fit with how, th- how they view us. And I remember a number of my friends who aren't members of, of the church uh, started using the term Latter-day Saint because I said, you know, hey, I'm referring to myself as a Latter-day Saint now and not as a Mormon. And it just, it was just really meaningful to me when people were willing to change how I labeled myself because I had asked them to. For sure. There's a level of respect. When I started writing my book, that's kind of when this change happened. And I was like, oh gosh, that makes it so much more difficult because before I could just say the word Mormon and then it would like convey everything and it's a short (laughs) word, it's packaged, it's very nice. I was like, oh, it's going to be so much more difficult for me to write about this and so much more wordier. And again, like I don't want to make a direct parallel because you can't, but in a way, like if it's harder to use the correct pronouns, you have to think about it more like it means you're doing something meaningful for that person and you're doing a good thing. And I think it's really amazing. Like that's what charity is, right? Giving of ourselves and going the extra mile to accommodate, to love, to show support and respect for another person. For sure. The hard things are the things that are probably worth doing. I remember some of my friends who identify as non-binary who use they, them, theirs pronouns. It was hard for me. Like it used, it took mental energy for me and I and at first I kind of like rolled my eyes but then you know like you guys were saying you know that this kindness and respect um kind of won out and I thought if I feel uncomfortable whatever I'm going to do the thing that the person's asked me to do as a gay person I see evidence in my daily life that I don't fit in right that there's things about me that go against the grain that provide friction for people that other people don't sit well with and I think as a trans person there must be so much more of that Right. Like, like it's everywhere. And cause I'm thinking about even the way you are talked to and talked about can either connote a sense of acceptance or rejection. I was recently going through like, um, suicide rates for LGBTQ individuals and comparing, you know, gay males versus bisexual females and transgender males. And in almost every study, in every case, transgender individuals have a higher risk of depression and anxiety and suicide. And to me, it just kind of makes sense because there's so much social pressure and social messaging that says you don't belong here. You don't fit in. And so just the simple act of using your words, using a correct pronoun to bring someone into your fold to say, you can be on my team. You can sit next to me. We can be together. Like think of what that could do to someone who maybe is struggling with some of these really difficult feelings of depression and loneliness and anxiety and to just use something simple as to say he or she instead of he or she or them. And, you know, just a simple yeah. pronoun can make a huge difference in someone seeing that they have space. Absolutely. So what would you say to someone who's saying, I don't really know how I identify. I'm not sure which pronouns to use. I would say try them out and then, you know, see how they feel, see how other people, you know, respond to that um, and how how 
how it makes you feel when they use those pronouns for you. And then if you don't like the way that those pronouns feel, choose different ones, you know, use any pronouns you want. I guess just as a final message to people who are listening, um, if you are questioning your identity, questioning if you should be using different pronouns, know that you are valid and loved and that it's a process. It's not something that you immediately try once and are perfect at and understand completely. It's always a process. And I think it's important to find joy in the process um, of finding yourself out and realizing that you've taken steps forward toward a better you. Yeah. And Rena, as we've been talking, I'm just realizing my, my cisgender privilege that I have never even considered my pronouns or because <laughs> everything just fits yeah, and it always yeah. has. And so just thank you so much for, for sharing your story and, 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 and your wisdom with us. And we, we just really appreciate you being on. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us today. If you have enjoyed this or other episodes, please consider leaving us an Apple Podcast review. And as always, please remember that we do not represent the Church of Jesus Christ of Larry Saints or Brigham Young University. We are not trying to be prescriptive or tell anyone what to think or what to do. You heard three perspectives, and there are many, many more. We encourage you to listen to other voices and hear a wide variety of experiences. If you would like to submit a question or share a comment about today's episode, you can email us at questionsfromthecloset at gmail.com. Until next time, 